so I just recently moved to the Bay Area. I grew up in San Luis Obispo, California, which is south of here. Oh my God, so much love for San Luis Obispo. Just so you know, I'm gonna hate on it so much tonight. So get ready! Oh, sorry y'all, but we had very different experiences. Um, anyway, the first time really that I visited the San Francisco Bay Area um, was in 2006. I was 20 years old. I went to see an Oakland A's game. <laughs> Word. I don't care. I just moved here. Like, I have no allegiances. Um, <laughs> sorry. We have so much intensity from the audience. Um, and... Um, my friend Evan and I, with whom I attended the, the game, we both were having like serious problems with our genitals. Um, this is because he was trying on boxer briefs for the first time in his life. So it was like a very uncomfortable and new feeling that he wasn't expecting. Me, because the previous night I had inserted a penis into my vagina that was far too large. So. I did it. <laughs> um, it was really exciting, though, because I had, I mean, it was exciting but so disappointing because I had been really looking forward to this particular sexual encounter because this was my black jack-in-the-box. And by that, I don't mean, like, a super racist, like, thing that you wind up and it's like, and, like, out pops and sort of, like, a minstrel show with some, like, white gloves and big red lips or Steve Harvey's head. It's not that it was the person that had just been popping up in my life over and over to just deliver me milestones and be like, oh, you're welcome, and then be on his way. And he happened to be a black man. And that was really important for me because San Luis Obispo was the whitest place on earth. <laughs> um, it's got the most beautiful green mountains and the most beautiful blue sea, and that's it. That's the only color you'll get there because... Ain't no black folk. Um, and the Latinos are all in the surrounding towns. So they come into town to work, and then they leave because they can't afford it. Hey. Um, so anyway, that was my childhood experience. And it's hard because children need validation, and children need affirmation. And they need, even at 11 years old, to be like, hey, I've got a boyfriend. you got a boyfriend? He likes me. I think he likes me, and I don't know. And like when your friends are all like, I think I like him, and I think he likes me, and you're like, I ain't not really. Like, that's hard for a child. This is when we're getting real. We're about to get real serious, y'all. So I met my jack-in-the-box, and I'm going to, like, not say his name because um, he used to live in San Francisco, and I'm going to protect the names of the innocent, and he's a good person. But um, we met at soccer camp when we were in fifth grade, and for me it was a really big deal because he was like, the, I was like, a black kid <laughs> here at soccer camp? This is amazing. And we dated for five days, y'all. It was pretty awesome. Until, of course, he rooted against me during the scrimmage. And then I walked up to him and I was like, I need to have a conversation with you. <laughs> and he was like, whatever you need to say to me, you can say in front of my friends. And I was like, well, what I have to say to you is, fuck you. Um, 1997, keeping it classy uh, for all these years. Anyway, we didn't see each other again until seventh grade. Um, 
in which, um, so this person had been in my life like throughout all these things. He was my first boyfriend in fifth grade, my second boyfriend in seventh grade, my first kiss when I was 16, and then the second person I ever had sex with. Like that's one, two, one, two. That's a pattern. And I was like, oh my God, maybe this is my person. Um, so seventh grade, we didn't see each other until he walked up to my locker and was like, I heard Ming Yang say that you would date me again. And I was like, yeah. And then we dated for four days. And then he was like, you won't talk to me. You won't sit next to me. And I was like, all I wanted was to be able to say, that's my boyfriend over there. And so he had Becca Ponce come to the locker and break up with me. And then he moved to Atlanta because San Luis Obispo couldn't handle him. He was too fantastic. So he left. And I didn't see him again until we were 16, and he showed up, and we went and saw Eight-Legged Freaks, and I was like, they're going to blow the spiders up with the mine shaft, and he's like, you're a motherfucking magician, what's your prize? And I was like, oh my God, I think you want me to say that I want you to kiss me, but I'm not going to because I'm so insecure because I've had 16 years of living in San Luis Obispo, and you have literally been the only thing in my life that's made me feel like, maybe someone likes me, because that's reality for black people in San Luis Obispo. So. Oh, fuck, y'all. So then I was like, oh, okay, kiss me. And then we did, but it was like not really. It was like, <laughs> I did it. It was really like in the naming of it, it became real, but it wasn't really real because we like barely touched lips because I was so panicked. So then <laughs> a few years later, my mother and I are at Thanksgiving. And my mother says, I want to have a conversation with you in the computer room. And I said, okay. And we went in there. And we had both had a bottle of wine each because it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I was 19, and everyone was confident that I was going places. And I did. So did I graduate? Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, so my mother and I are in the, in the computer room and she goes, Alethea, I just want to have this conversation with you because I think you're about to have sex. I said, um, well, not at this party. Everyone here is family. And she said, no, no. When you get back to Vassar, I think you're going to have sex for the first time. And I was like, motherfucker, I didn't give you any um, information about that, but you're right. But I didn't say that. I was like, uh, why do you think that? Like, I don't know why you think that. And she's like, it doesn't matter why I think that. The point is that I think that you're going to have sex, and I'm very worried about it, because when you were a baby, you had a very small vagina. Well, of course I did, Mommy. I was a baby. They all do. And she said, no, no. Yours was especially small, even for a normal baby. Your aunties and I used to rub jelly on it. Those aren't sentences that go together. One does not equal the other. I don't know what you're saying, but I'd like to get back to the family affair. And she says, no, I really am worried that it's going to be painful because your vagina is so small. So I think that you should just work your way up with different sized objects. <laughs> said, okay, cool, cool. Uh, note for you, specificity would be awesome, but I'm going to go. So this brings us back to the Oakland A's, 2006, 20 years old. And I had finally met up with my black jack-in-the-box. He had called me while I was 
at college. He had found my phone number through my mother because this is like early Facebook. And he was like, fuck Facebook. I'm going old school because he's a cool motherfucker. And so he called me. We were talking on the phone for a long time. I can't tell you about what. Like, I honestly can't. But we meet up in San Francisco, and I'm like, we gonna have sex. Yeah, it's gonna be the third time I have sex. The second partner that I have sex with. I was stoked. It was like, gonna have sex there. It was like green eggs and ham, like, gonna have sex on the wall. Gonna have sex near the ball. Like, gonna have sex near that fox. Gonna have sex with your cocks. What? <laughs> so stoked. Wait, and so then we get together, and I was like, I show up, and I was like, I haven't seen you since you're 16. Damn, you got tall. You are six foot four. I'm a five foot tall woman. Okay, but we won those like cute, like Eva Longoria. I don't know who the fuck she dated, but he cheated on her because I don't care about baseball, basketball. So like that dude. So we were gonna be like that cute kind of couple that doesn't break up or whatever. And then I show up in his apartment, and I was like, uh, you sleep on this futon, cool. And we weren't really having good conversation, and it wasn't the futon. It was more like, okay. We don't really actually have much in common. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so we like make out, he's bad at it. And I was like, God, disappointment is real. <sighs> and then we like, we're making out later while we watch Friday after next or next Friday. I don't know what it's called. Um, and he was like touching my boobs, kind of like, ba, ba, ba. About that, bah. like kind of like it was like CPR practice, and I was like, I don't know what this is. And then eventually he entered me, and I was like, bummer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So really, then so the next day I hid in a Buffalo Exchange. Yeah, I hid in a Buffalo Exchange uh, dressing room, and I called my friend Evan, who I had visited pri prior to this, and I was like, Evan, I gotta get out of here. This is everything, my whole world is crashing down on me because I really thought that this was my person and I'm here and I'm like, what the, f this is not what I thought my person was going to be. Like, this is not the things, like I had visions and the visions are not coming to fruition. And Evan's like, do you want to go to an Oakland A's game? And I was like, word. So we go and we're sitting on the bench and we both are a mess. He's like trying to like fix his boxer shorts and I'm just like, my vagina hurts. Uh, fuck. And I don't have any idea of who won the game or who lost the game. But it made me think, like, you should listen to your mother because your mother is right. And even though my mom didn't give me specifics about what, I, what objects I should insert into my vagina, I now kind of realize that maybe she meant, like, make sure there's chemistry, make sure there's love, and make sure that even if you think it's your person, it actually is. Thanks, y'all.